Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And you can always, you can always change yourself. You're never stuck as one thing. You will always change and you always have the ability to change. You always have the choice. Time is short. Like life is short. So be in the moment. Be where your feet are. Like um, don't mourn the living. I love that. That's such a good, like honestly, that's a good tattoo. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age podcast with me, Heen, Heenster, the, the old Heeny Weenie. Um, I hope you're having a great Wednesday so far. Happy hump day. You made it. You're halfway through the week. You're almost there. Keep on trucking, my friends. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the hottest trend on TikTok and just for girlies everywhere these days, I feel like, which is romanticizing your life. Um, And it's a trend that I can really get behind because it's very beautiful when you actually get to the like core of it and it just um, kind of reminds you to be present and be mindful and be grateful of what you have and everything that you are. So that's pretty wholesome. Of course, when TikTok gets a hold of things, it becomes a little different, I guess. But um, for a while, when that one audio was going around, if you guys have TikTok, it was like, you have to start like romanticizing your life. Like think of yourself as the main character or something. Um, that was kind of fun, (laughs) but yeah, so we're just going to be talking all about that. And you guys sent in a lot of really lovely submissions about your opinion on romanticizing your life and things that you do to like put that into practice. And all the, all of the, um, submissions were just so inspirational and like just really put me in a good mood reading them. So rest assured, this episode is going to leave you in a very positive mindset, which is what we want. So Um, if you're in a little funk today or things are just a bit off, don't you worry. We got some uplifting, cute little submissions to read. But before we get into that, I just wanted to talk about, I guess, my perspective on the whole romanticize your life and, um, yeah, just some things I've been thinking about really quick. So let's get into the episode. Longest intro ever. Also, I'm so out of breath. I don't know why. (sighs) I can't breathe. Okay. Like I said, I think romanticizing your life is so beautiful and it is really important. And I think there's really nothing cheesy about it (laughs) Um, because it just, it, it just, you can sum everything up, I guess, um, in terms of like self-help and self-improvement and all these things that we're like focusing on and trying to learn and get better at. You can kind of sum it up by like romanticizing your life. Um, 
because I think within that it means, um, like I said, be really present, like be where your feet are. That's a quote that I heard recently that I really, really like be where your feet are. Um, like where you're planted, be in that present moment as much as possible. Like if you're in the grass, feel how the grass feels, be there in that moment. If you're at work, be at work and try to focus on that. If you're relaxing, be relaxing, like let go of everything else you're thinking of and just try to really be where your feet are. So I really liked that. And, um, also it's just appreciating like the small, the, the beauty in everyday life, because, um, in a romantic movie, you know, all those gestures are just so much sweeter and they're emphasized. Like when he brings her flowers and when, um, she like delicately gets like touched on her collarbone or whatever, like all those little details are just super heightened in romantic movies and romantic books and things. So that's what it kind of makes me think of. It's just appreciating the small details of what makes life so great and so beautiful in your everyday life. Because once you start to do that, then you notice how beautiful they are, how amazing they are, how blessed you are and how great. And then you can go into gratitude. So it just reminds you to be grateful. Like, oh my God, for me right now, the sun is out. The sun has been coming out every day, which is so nice. If you're from Washington, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone kind of comes out of hiding around this time. Um, because the sun is out and we're all just being like rekindled once again and just coming alive. So I'm so happy the sun is out. Um, what else am I super grateful for today? I'm wearing this really cute little pirate shirt. It's like a, a flowy shirt I got from free people and I just was super feeling the vibes and, um, I'm like trying to transition my wardrobe a little bit into like just what I, what I like for me, you know, not what's trendy or what's cool or I don't know, like literally does this spark joy for me? Is this who I want to be kind of thing? Like is the person that I hope to be in five years going to like this shirt? Hell fucking yeah, she is. Like I'm picturing the me in five years on the farm, like wearing a flowy skirt and wearing this shirt and like with the kiddos going to pick fresh strawberries or I don't know, running around the property. And I'm like, oh yes, this is, this is it. So that's fun. Highly would highly, highly, highly recommend doing that with your clothes when you go shopping. Like, does this spark joy? Is this like the woman I want to be? Would she wear this? Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very grateful for this fun little shirt. I'm grateful for my crystal that I'm holding and uh, that it's Friday. I'm recording this on a Friday when you're listening, it's a Wednesday, but, um, yeah, Sage and I are actually home all weekend for once and we're going to do stuff around the house and we're going to start to build a chicken coop because we're getting chickens, which I'm so excited about. And, um, yeah, I was listening to a really great podcast with Aubrey Marcus this morning and I went to get acupuncture yesterday. So there's just so many things like to be grateful for and to appreciate and the beauty and the little things too, of course, like how comfy your bed is in the morning and how nice it feels to like rub the moisturizer in your face. Like sometimes that can be so, so nice when you're just waking up and you kind of like give yourself a little facial massage, um, your morning coffee or your morning latte, or, um, I don't know, like your meditation in the morning or greeting your dog in the morning, all those little things that happen every day. But if you, um, focus on them in that moment, you be where your feet are and really like, feel the presence and feel how amazing it is <laughs> to be alive, um, then you, you can be truly grateful, which just in turn brings in more great things in your life. So it's really a great cycle. And last weekend, my dad, 
stayed with me because my mom's gone for like a month. Um, she had to go take care of my grandparents cause they're, um, not doing super well. So she had to go take care of them. And so my dad who does not cook at all, like he only can make oatmeal. That's his only dish. Um, he once made mac and cheese for me in high school and he burnt it. So literally he cannot cook anything besides oatmeal and popcorn, <laughs> but basically my mom's been gone and he's just eating frozen dinner every single night. So I was like, let's have you over here. I'll cook you some nice meals, some home cooked meals. So he came over for like three nights and it was so, so nice. I don't really get to spend that much time with just him. Like my mom and I go on a lot of girls dates and then we all have like breakfast or brunch or dinner together, like with Sage and as a family, but I don't really spend one-on-one -on -one time with my dad. So it was just so, so nice. And he is such a pure soul and truly like I think I've said this before, but the closest person I've ever met to being like a monk, like, or a monk mindset, or just, he's such a, such a monk. <laughs> I don't really know. Like everything he says is just this like nugget of wisdom. And he's so in the present moment that he literally cannot be any other way. He meditates for hours every single day. Like he chants every day. He's just so, such a spiritual guy. And he just overall, he's also 72, by the way. He's pretty old and very healthy, which is amazing. So he just the whole time we were hanging out, like he was so excited just to be spending time with me, like his daughter. He was so happy to be spending time. And we were like walking around. We we're at the farm. We went to the farmer's market in Ballard and he just kept like he was just smiling so big. And he was like, God, isn't it great to be alive? And he just gave me the biggest hug and kiss on the cheek. And like at home, I, we'd just be sitting there eating breakfast and he's like, I'm so happy to be alive. And he just kept saying like, I don't even know how many times he said, I'm so happy to be alive over and over and over. And that's just something that I really admire. And it's like, damn, yeah, it is so good to be alive. Like if my 72 year old dad who has seen a lot of hardship, has gone through a lot and like has achy, achy joints and achy bones and all these things and his wife's gone and he can't cook for himself but whatever if he can just be so excited to be alive despite everything like that is just so beautiful and so inspirational to me so um I thought that story was kind of nice hopefully some of you guys resonated with it but anyway just really grateful to spend that time with him and yeah there's there's just getting there's so much beauty in everyday life so back to the romanticize thing I think honestly, my dad kind of has that down because he like every food that he eats, he just freaks out on the flavor of whatever it is. Like he's so in the present moment, he just simply cannot do anything else. Like he cannot be anywhere else, but where his feet are. Like if he's eating something that's kind of sweet, he's like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Or if there's something sour, he like puckers his whole face and just is super like dramatic with everything. But it's very like honest and very raw and very in the moment. So again, something I admire and that's kind of reminds me of romanticize your life. It just, it more means to me being in the present and being grateful. And I also don't think that it means, at least my interpretation, it's not that you're not going to have hard times and everything's going to be peachy and like perfect, like a rom-com or a romantic movie. Cause it's not, you know, that's a movie. That's not real life, but it, to me, it means when there are good moments and when there are the simple moments, the simple pleasures in life to really pay attention and give them like the gratitude and, um, like, um, the gratitude and the attention, I guess that they deserve. Um, yeah. So that's a few thoughts and let's see, there's something else I wanted to say. 
here, this isn't exactly on the topic, but these are just a few quotes that I heard recently that I liked. Um, more, more isn't better. Better is better. I really like that. And it also is kind of relate relates to being in the present moment and focusing on what you're doing. Um, it's not better to do 10 things at once. Um, it's better to do one thing really, really well. So I feel like that's a good reminder for all of us. We're like, I just want to do this, this, and this, and this me included. Absolutely. But like, if I'm not actually focusing and working on the tasks at hand that I need to do to get to the next step, I'm never going to accomplish anything that I want because I'm not actually completing one single thing. I'm just spreading my energy thin, trying to do a billion things when I should actually focus on one thing and give it my all. And then once I do that, I can go to the next thing and progress and progress. So more isn't better. Better is better. I really like that. Also, same thing with friends quality over quantity. Absolutely believe that. Oh, this is just a quote. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Always tell the truth and you'll never have to remember what you said. I was like, Ooh, that's deep. So true though. Right. Cause you're like, well, no, I didn't say that. Like if, if you're speaking your truth and you know that it's in the core of your being like, that's what's true. Then if someone brings up something or asks you about something, it won't, you won't have to think for what is that? You won't have a second thought about it. I don't, I, that's the wrong expression, but it'll just be natural for you to say, oh no, that's not what I said. Or, oh yeah, that's what I said because it's coming from like, you know, your truth, your core. So I really liked that. Okay. So I guess that's my spiel about romanticizing your life. And it could go really with also when you do have bad days and you have, you know, really hard times, things you're struggling with. I think that could also um, go with the mindset of trying to find the lesson to be learned in any hardship rather than like, again, like I've said this in other episodes, but the universe isn't happening to you. It's happening for you or like the mistakes and the the, um, pain isn't happening to you. It's happening for you, um, which is very hard to remember when you're in the thick of it. But um, I guess also it's like romanticizing your life. There's a whole plot there's a whole movie. There's a beginning, a middle, and end. There's, you know, peaks and valleys. There's excitement. There's downs. You watch the characters, like, have a hard time, and then they get up again, and then there's they're running all around, like, trying to find love, whatever it is. But it's the same for our lives, you know? There's always going to be an up and down, and we just have to believe that we're on the path that we're supposed to be on, and in the end, it will be a happy ending. So, um, yeah, okay. I will read all of your cutie pie submissions because I loved all of them. And hopefully I have enough time to read them all because they're very detailed and sweet and I love them. So let's get into your submissions. Also, anyone randomly, anyone who wants to call actual romance in their life, get some, um, rose quartz if you don't already have some that's like the love crystal love crystal Haley bieber has rose quartz faucets in her bathroom i saw that in her video thought that was super cute i love a crystal girly i'm like oh Haley, you're so cute um okay so this one i just loved and let me just read it Hey, Rohini. Ah, I love this topic. I think I've always romanticized my life to some extent, but over quarantine until now, I've been so happy and it's all because I romanticized my life, which sounds so cringe, but genuinely it works. I don't think it sounds cringe. My sister and I call it being fresh. 
Everything that we do that romanticizes our life is fresh. We have fresh music, fresh recipes, fresh food, fresh walks, fresh drinks, fresh places. And just the fact that we are constantly saying we're fresh makes us fresh. I love that. I sent that. I sent this to my best friend, Catherine. I was like, dude, I love this. Fresh. Like, we're fresh. Fresh foods. This is fucking fresh. I just like that. So I love that idea. Being and living freshly improves our mindset and makes us feel great. Honestly, being fresh is just a mindset, but it boosts my life and mood up so damn much. To me, romanticizing my life means getting coffee early in the morning at the coffee shop next door and taking a stroll to the sunny park or making some lemon water, opening my windows and doing a meditation, taking showers with the lights off and candles lit, always. Romanticizing my life means music around me all the time and admiring wholesome influencers that inspire me. There are so many ways to romanticize your life without feeling like it's cringe or whatever. Just be fresh, haha. <laughs> also, of course, it's fine to have bad days, but it's all about finding a balance. Smiley face. Lots of love. I love the fresh idea. I love it so, so, so much. Um, and what this made me think of is just it's it's giving your all and making these simple moments and the, the monotonous um, tasks in everyday life, making them special. Like she said, when she takes a shower, she doesn't just breeze through her shower like, you know, thinking about all the stresses of her day or whatever. She turns off the lights, put on the candles, make it like a routine, make it a ritual, um, make it something that's special. Like if we put that extra little effort into making all these daily things special, it's just so much better. Like, God damn, we only have so many years on this planet. We, we should definitely prioritize making the things we have to do every day meaningful and special. So shit, I love that. Okay, I'm hype. I also had a cough if you can't already tell. Hi, Rohini. I think it's only recently I've started being able to romanticize things going on in my life. I have to say, in England, the past couple days, we've had lovely sunny weather, and that has helped. I know what you mean. <laughs> I've pictured myself as a mysterious girl studying in her garden, connected to nature as she watches the butterflies dance through the air. Love that. Um, sounds very hippy-dippy, but I think I've become... But then I think I've become more spiritual in recent weeks. Love that for you. I've become really connected to nature and more and more I've been walking without music or taking time at the end of my runs to just enjoy being outside. Even when I'm running, I'm watching everything around me in an area I have lived in my whole life and never really appreciated the beauty of. I love running past the river and seeing the sun reflecting off the water. Just these little moments that only I'm experiencing, no one around me is feeling the same. And that's my moment. Oh, I love that. I definitely think it's the little little moments that count, especially during these hard times. I know for me, I'm trying to juggle my dissertation and three other modules, so having these small magical moments to myself keeps me connected to nature and peace. Thank you for reading this, if you do. I hope that you're doing well during this weird situation and are finding time to look for the little things. Oh, thank you for sending this. I love this. I love the, like, um imagining you're the mysterious girl in the garden looking at the butterflies and that reminds me of a comment I got on um which was it the like wildest dreams um episode that oh by the way I have not that this really matters but like for you guys to know <laughs> I have um I hired this girl that monitors um all my comments on Instagram and YouTube and deletes and blocks people that are mean and I am completely 100% down for that. It's literally the best thing to do because I don't want to waste my energy and I don't want to waste this person, this hater's energy 
by engaging in this conversation, giving them any like validating them in any way by responding. Like if you say something negative and mean you're getting blocked, you're getting deleted. So that's just how it is. But there's this comment on the wildest dreams episode. Um, and they were like, all these, like all these girls have the same cheesy ass dreams as you do. Like, Oh my God. Or like you or something, which I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yeah. And like, you're mad because a bunch of like young ladies want to live their best fucking lives and like romanticize it. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I hope that that person one day understands how beautiful life can actually be. Like it just, that just made me laugh. It made me like appreciate you guys in the audience even more. Cause I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. All these girls want to have the same cheesy ass dreams. If by cheesy, you mean amazing dope ass dreams and like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why I told you that, but I thought it was pretty funny. <sighs> okay. Next one. Hi, Rohini girl. <laughs> I like that. OMG, this is so exciting. My first time writing in. <laughs> so let me first start by saying I've not always believed in the theory of romanticizing one's life. Younger me thought the idea was kind of silly and would tell myself, sit down, ma'am. This isn't your own personal documentary. Yes, I was cynical. I'll admit. I thought I was a normal girl going through normal everyday life. Boy, I was so, so wrong. I'm 23 now and I'm just realizing what it truly means to romanticize your life. It is kind of crazy because every day really is our own personal documentary. Sometimes we're the only viewers of the documentary, or sometimes we can include as many people in on our documentary. What I'm trying to say is I try not to romanticize my life in a way that is like unrealistic storybook happy endings, because honestly, it isn't always happy endings. But I romanticize my life by acting like I'm starring and directing in my own version of my life's documentary. The world, our experiences, the people we meet in passing, they all contribute to our own personal production. Bonus, you can delete, rewrite, add, or edit any part of your documentary that you want. Romanticize the idea that you can change any part of your life that your big, gushy, crystal-filled heart wants to change. Include things that make you a happier, more fulfilled you, and delete or fast-forward through the parts that was an unrecognizable version of yourself. Anyway, love the podcast, and every Wednesday, I feel like I'm chatting on the phone with you. We besties forever. <laughs> Yay! I love this. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's another great way to look at it, like, if someone was filming you and you had a documentary being made about you, this is more like a motivational thing. I think I've said it before, but if someone was filming you, what would you do? Like if this, this really kicks my ass into gear. If someone was filming you as like the expert in your field of whatever you dream to be, maybe you want to be a um, personal trainer or maybe you want to be like a, I don't know. You want I have a your personal brand that sells like really cute garments or whatever on Etsy. I don't know. But if someone was filming you as like a day in the life of someone who is the top person in their field at whatever it is that you dream of doing, like what would your day look like? What would your routine be? Like I know if someone was filming me doing that, I'd be on my shit. So that always like kicks my ass when I think about it like that. But that's not really what you were saying cuz you were saying that um what you're saying is way more like beautiful and, um, <laughs> like, yeah, like realistic, like to, you know, there are ups and downs and we are starring in our own documentary. So yeah. And I liked the part at the end where you were saying like, we can delete, rewrite, add, or edit any part that you want. Um, and you can always, you can always change yourself. You're never stuck as one thing. You will always change and you always have the ability to change. You always have the choice. 
No, don't let anyone take your choices away from you. They are yours to make and yours only. Romanticize your life. My list. That's her subject line. Hey, Heaney. So, romanticizing my life. It's kind of a tricky topic, but I do think I'm starting to master it. This year has been hard for me, as I'm sure it has been hard for everyone. However, this movement of romanticization, why am I wanting to say that weird? Romanticization, romanticization, (laughs) goddamn, romanticization has actually really helped me. It's all about mindset. Switching your perspective is vital, and that's really what romantic, goddamn, okay, romanticization, roman, roman, am I okay? Am I okay? Romanticization. Is anyone, does anyone else have a hard time saying that? Holy shit. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm butchering your entry. I thought I would send in a list of little things that seem small, but really helped me love my life. I love this. Okay. The first sip of a hot coffee. Oh yes, absolutely. Turning the car on when it's cold out and feeling the heater kicking in. Oh yeah, that's good. How soft a sweatshirt feels, specifically oversized ones. Mm -hmm. Playing music as loud as I want in the car just because I can. The sound of rain in the middle of the night. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. The first day of spring, watching my plants grow every day. The feeling when I read the last page of a really good book. Ooh, this is so nice. These are so specific. Sleeping in my bed after washing my sheets. Waking up naturally in the summertime to birds chirping. Oh my god. The feeling of a hug from someone I haven't been seen in a while. Listening to a new podcast from you, Rohini. Oh my god. Stop it. Stop it. Wait. Okay, I'm smiling. Um, I hope this works for this week's episode. Keep killing the game, Heaney, and thank you. You truly have made a difference in my life, and I'm so grateful my best friend introduced me to your podcast. Oh, yay. Thank you so much. Wow, those are amazing. I like I could had a visceral like experience of each of those things because they're just so distinct. And that's the thing. Holy shit. Is it cool that we're humans and we can experience these things? Like I can read you writing to me across like who knows where you live over the Internet. You can write this. You can write um, the sound of rain in the middle of the night. And then I can connect my own memories of like hearing rain in the middle of the night. And then I can like have that emotion wash over me like that's so cool <laughs> I know some of you guys are probably like is she high right now no honey I'm just high on life but it is so freaking cool you know there's so many little miracles in the in every day if you actually take the time to look at it but I love that whole list every single thing is very just cozy and nice I love that um okay <sighs> I'm very out of breath today. Um, Next one. Hello, Heaney. This is my first podcast submission. (laughs) Thought this was a great topic to comment on as this is something I've always done but never consciously noticed. I love this trend. I think it helps other people slow down and really look at the small details in their life and appreciate them for what they are instead of seeking for something beautiful to notice. Ooh, yeah, that's good. That's a good point. I know meditation um, gratitude and mindfulness are some ways to get into the mindset of romanticizing your life and appreciating the small things. For me, I've always found beauty in everything, all the small and big things, and I'm very grateful for that. My ability to look at something and just be so amazed by it simply existing is unlike any other feeling. At the root, I feel like realizing what you have is an abundance of love and richness, not monetary, but fulfillment. 
You get to have all these beautiful things and you get to experience this beautiful life one day at a time. So why not look at everything with rose-colored glasses? Amen, sister. And the wooden spoon herbs, like mood-boosting um, tincture that I take every day is called rose-colored glasses. So love that. And so true. Why not? Like, why the fuck not? Can anyone give me a reason why you shouldn't, like, try to make the best out of your day and see the beauty in all the little things? Like, you know, why not? What do you, what do you have to lose? What do you possibly have to lose? A cranky attitude? That's probably what you have to lose, and I think that would be fine to lose it. Um, <laughs> okay, next one. Hi, I'm Gwen and I'm 21 years old. <laughs> I don't know why I want to read that in a country accent. Hi, I'm Gwen and I'm 21 years old. Here is my house. Welcome MTV. Some shit like that. I don't know. Sorry. Okay. Hi, I'm Gwen and I'm 21 years old. I think one of the key things I try to do to romanticize my life is to dress the way I'm feeling. Ooh, yes. You know how in TV shows, a character will look kind of sloppy and will dress in baggy clothes when they're having a bad day. That's what I do. And if I'm having a good day, I'll dress in cute clothes that make me feel comfortable and cherished. Oh, that's sweet. And cherished? That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Because you're cherishing yourself. You're cherishing yourself by like putting on that cute outfit. That is so cute. What a cute like word to describe your self-love. Cherished. Oh my gosh. And I may even do some kind of hairstyle. Another thing I love to do is go on walks around my neighborhood while listening to some happy music or a great podcast. I really feel like the main character when I do this. Have a great day. I love that so much. And another thing, like I, I totally am on that same vibe. Like when I want to be comfy and I'm just tired and like just want to be super cozy, I'll just put on this like sweatsuit, just lounging, no bra, no bras. <laughs> what is it? No bra, just vibing. But sometimes though, if I'm having a really bad day or in the past when I've had absolutely terrible days, I'm like, you know what? you're going to get yourself ready. So sometimes like getting yourself where you look cute and like feel cute can really boost your mood because at least for me, like if I'm having a bad day and then I also look kind of like trash, then it just makes it worse. I'm like, fuck this dude. I look like this. Are you kidding me? Like, of course, you know, so just kind of adds to it sometimes. Um, but I love that. I love the cherished, cherishing yourself. That's so sweet. Okay. Next one. Hi, Rohini. Before I get started, I want to say how much I genuinely love you and your podcast. Thank you. It's been such an important component of my healing from a bad relationship and discovering my best and happiest self. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm so glad. Um, I've always been a huge romantic and had a very vivid imagination. When I was a little kid, I would sometimes wrap myself in a bedsheet like a dress and run through my dandelion-filled yard, pretending there was a cute boy that was looking at me behind the trees watching me and thinking how pretty and elegant I looked. <laughs> I love that so much. I realized recently that my life has been feeling lackluster and I miss the childish innocence and wonder that I and wonder that I used to have. To get some of this back, I've been slowly incorporating little moments for me throughout my day. Things like making colorful and healthy food or getting flowers at the farmer's market or listening to music while taking a walk during sunset gives me little bursts of joy every day and makes my life so much more vibrant. It makes a world of a difference and I'm regaining my love for life and the little things again. I like to think, if I were making a movie about myself, what would I want that to look like and what would I be doing? And I live my life just like that. 
Ever since I started channeling main character energy, I've seen such a dramatic improvement in my quality of life. Yes! Fuck yeah! I love that. Yeah, main character energy, which, which is another great trend. I also... this I'll read another submission, but this girl was talking about how kind of like the TikTok trend makes it seem like maybe some people... We're just trying to flex on other people with this, like, romanticize your life or main character energy or whatever. Um, and I definitely do see that. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, main character energy. You are the main character in your life. You're the only character, really, like, in terms of what you can control, you know? You're the only character in your life that you can control. And you're also the main character in your life. So, you best be, like, prioritizing, putting that effort, that time, that love into yourself because, um, yeah, you the fucking main character. So I do like that trend too. Um, but I, I don't like where it's like, I'm the main character and you all are supporting actresses or actors or whatever. It's like, no, 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 that's not what this is about. That's not what this is about. Everyone is a main character in their own story. So don't act like your character is better than someone else's. You're just, you know, the main character for your own life. Does that make sense? Ah, but I love this. I love this submission. And I, really liked um how you said makes my life so much more vibrant which is a great way to put it it just makes makes colors a little more vivid it makes you know sounds a little bit more clear and touch a little bit you know more more soft and all those things like it just makes life more more vivid more vibrant um more 3d which is cool one. Hi Rohini, here's my submission for the Romanticizing Life podcast episode. I'm so excited to be writing to you. I've wanted to since the very first submissions episode you did, but somehow always missed it. I hope you enjoy what I have to write, and I hope that it's relevant enough for the topic. For a little context before I start, I'm 17 from Canada, a tourist, and training to be a professional ballet dancer. Ooh, that's so cool. Ballerinas are the freaking coolest. Um, I've always been a romantic, optimistic person. I truly believe that there's good and beauty in everything, and I love to find it and appreciate it even when others might not notice it. I love being an artist because I can share the beauty that I see in the world with others. I feel like in order to live my life to the fullest, it has to be with presence, gratitude, and love for every single little moment. Lately, I've been struggling with that a little bit, though, as I'm in a very transitional time in my life. Everything is shifting and changing, and it's kind of scary. I've just graduated high school, and in a few months, my whole family is moving out of our current home, and I'll be moving away to Europe by myself. Wow. My childhood home is also being torn down, and my grandma just died. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, though I'm incredibly excited to move forward and finally go after my dreams, I can't help but feel a little sad about letting go of all these things that have sort of been my whole life up until now. I have felt really stuck on this attachment to all these things that are coming to an end. The passing of time has really been freaking me out lately. The amount of times I've cried to landslide by Fleetwood Mac is something only a tourist can achieve, lol. <laughs> Aw, that is a sad song. I don't listen to it unless it's it's dark. <laughs> but when my grandma was dying, I came up with a little motto for myself that really has helped me snap out of it and change my perspective. Don't mourn the living. Oof, that's so good. To mourn the living is to kill them pre prematurely. Yup. Ooh, so good, so good, so good. 
I realize that even though all these things are ending very soon, they haven't ended yet, so I don't have to be sad about it yet. If I'm upset about things ending before they even do, then I've essentially given them up early and wasted the precious time that I did still have left. That's even scarier. It's a pretty silly mistake to say goodbye early just because you were fearing fearing saying goodbye at all. I was in this mindset of, well, this is going to come to an end soon. It's not going to last forever, so why even bother? But literally nothing lasts forever. That's just an inevitable rule of life and that all things must pass. So to give up on something just because it's going to come to an end eventually is just a terrible waste. When you're in that mindset, it's hard to see a purpose in anything. But I know that the reason why I'm afraid of letting go is because I really love what's coming to an end. So there's a purpose, love. Loving and appreciating every small moment right until the end makes the end so much easier to accept. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Ah, oh my gosh. Um, it makes letting go easier because you know that you squeeze everything you could out of that period of your life and I guess essentially have no regrets. For example, with moving away, I could be sad about leaving and missing home now, but why would I act like I already left when I still have a few months here? I could instead just be grateful for them, live them out to their absolute fullest, and then when I do leave, I won't feel as much of a loss because it wasn't a loss. I lived every moment with love and gratitude. Now I can move on with more gratitude as well. Oh my gosh. I know this works because I did it with my grandmother's death. At her funeral, I was just filled with immense gratitude that I didn't shy away from our last moments together and gratitude for our whole life together before that. I guess this motto is really just a roundabout way to gratitude and sort of a backwards way of saying carpe diem, which I think is what romanticizing life is all about. This perspective has really helped me to continue to live every moment with presence, gratitude, and, ro- and romance the way I love to, even through so many transitions. I hope it helps someone to do the same. Don't mourn the living. <laughs> I'm so close to bursting out into tears right now. Ah, oh my gosh, that is so freaking beautiful. Oh, you guys are so amazing. Like you always send or not always, um, you send me emails and messages and things about how much the podcast helps you. But like these help me so, so, so much too. Like I get just as much out of doing this as you guys get from listening like this. It just fills my heart so much. And you guys are so wise and I love all your stories and everything. Like this is so beautiful. Like what an amazing perspective. Like that is one of the ultimate challenges in life is dealing with death. Like that is the, the main thing that we have to learn is like everyone dies. We are only, you know, it's only finite. We're not immortal. And that's just hard to deal with. And like the fact that you had that attitude through your grandmother's death is just so amazing and so powerful. And like, that just is such a good reminder to everyone listening. Like, holy fuck, time is short. Like life is short. So be in the moment, be where your feet are. Like, um, don't mourn the living. I love that. That's such a good, like, honestly, that's a good tattoo. Don't mourn the living. Like, yeah, just be in the moment because if you gave it your all, then there's nothing really to regret. Like you're just, like she said, just going to have gratitude for the time you did have instead of wasting the time you had left worrying about or feeling sad about it before it even ended. So, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. God, I'm going to send that to my mom. She's going to ball her eyes out. Oh my gosh. Okay. Next one. I need some water actually. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait for the day when we guys, when we guys, (laughs) when we can all like get together. Can you imagine 
One day I hope I plan slash hope to like have a retreat for you guys like podcast peeps and like arrange the whole thing, like make it for the spiritual fam, like the people that are just down to do all the stuff, like have a whole retreat with um, like tarot card readings, oracle card readings, like palm readings, make like herbal things and meditate, do a sound bath and like do yoga and just do a whole freaking retreat. Like that is on my bucket list at some point to, for us like to be available for the podcast peeps. So who knows when that's going to happen, but at some point I definitely really want it to happen. So anyway, (sighs) okay. Next one. Hi, I'm Yana. I hope I said that right. Hope it's not Yana, Yana, Yana. Hopefully I said that right. I'm a huge believer in romanticizing your life, and I believe it makes a huge difference. I've always romanticized the littlest things because I believe that when doing so, you realize those are good enough reasons to wake up in the morning. Ooh, that's nice. That is good. That's I like that. To wake up in the morning excited. When you start romanticizing the little things is when you learn to love and appreciate everything, and this results into having a positive and vibrant energy. Romanticizing the little things got me through a really tough time romanticizing is key to happiness as it makes you believe that you are a main character living through a life which is art itself Ooh, beautiful the littlest things feel more beautiful and you start feeling more content with where you are rather than where you want to be romanticizing has helped my creative self bloom too here are little things i romanticize and do that make me feel content make cute playlists for my mood go on a walk take pictures of wholesome things buy myself flowers go to a cafe and write poetry Dance without leaving room for any thoughts. Ooh, I love that. Dance without leaving room for any thoughts. That's so nice. That's so beautiful. Paint. Make art. Read a book in my balcony. Learn a new recipe. Do cute things with my friends. And so much more. I've learned that you either live as though everything is a miracle or that nothing is. The choice is yours to make. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. I love all of that. That's so, so true. And the, the meditation that I've talked about a lot, the morning meditation, 10 minute morning meditation on insight timer in that meditation, he quotes, um, I think it was Einstein, Albert Einstein that said, you can, you have two choices to live as though everything is a miracle or as though nothing is. And that really stuck with me. And like hearing that every morning really impacts your whole day because it's like, it's literally your choice. Is everything shitty or is everything great? Like is everything a miracle or is nothing a miracle? It's your choice and how you want to look at it. Like, is this water you're drinking a miracle or is it just some stupid tap water? (laughs) Like the fact that it even is, comes out your faucet and you can drink it is nuts. Like where the fuck did it even come from? How did it get here? It's crazy, you know? So I really like that that mindset, like everything is a miracle. Um, I also really loved how you said dance without leaving room for any thoughts. That's just the best, 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 best feeling. I miss going out and dancing so much. The second that it's open, I am, I'm on the dance floor. I am going to be on the dance floor. I miss dancing, but I really love that. It's very beautiful. Hey, Rohini, hope you're having the loveliest week and pre-eating as much Easter chocolate as possible. I literally keep forgetting Easter's this weekend. We have no plans. Maybe I should make some like big brunch or something. I don't know. Anyway, back to the lovely submission. I saw your post yesterday and it made me laugh because honestly, I would not have made it through this last week without some good old romanticization. (laughs) It's been kind of actually very shitty, but it's weeks like this that are perfect for showing you your inner strength. And for that, I'm grateful. 
To best precondition you all for my romanticization, I'm getting better at saying it, story, I think it's probably a good idea to take you back to year five. I was nine years old and starting a new school school year. Circle time. One by one, we were all saying what we wanted from the next school year. You can imagine the answers. Fun, extra break, more sports, more baking. Finally, it's my turn. I took a deep breath and say, and my... And all my year five innocence, romance. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Yep, it was that bad. Romance. I still can't think about it without squealing. Like, you. And no, I didn't mean kissing, spin the bottle, or anything like that. To my mind, the ideal school year was filled with poetry, rowing with Gilbert Blythe, performing plays like Joe, Meg, Beth, and Amy, and frolicking in the meadows. Unsurprisingly, my nine-year-old school friends didn't think the same, teehee. Although it's caused me a lot of pain to recount, I hope the story of High in the Sky, Baby Eve brought you some laughter before I launch into my TED Talk on the perks of romanticizing your life. (laughs) That's honestly so cute and sweet. Like, damn, she was ahead of the game at nine years old. She's like, I want romance. No, I don't know. How, how, like, what's a nine-year-old look like? I'm trying to imagine, like, a nine-year-old size. Like, less, 11 is, like, puberty, so it's, like, younger than that. That's like fifth grade or fourth grade? It's year five, I guess. Fourth grade, fifth grade? Eh. I don't know. Anyway, you're ahead of you're ahead of your game, ahead of the times. Okay. For me, the most important element of romanticization is seeing yourself as a main character. I hear that TikTok jingle going off in your head. <laughs> and no, I don't mean dropping everything, plunging into a pit of narcissism and shoving your best friend into the role of minor character. Yes, exactly. What I mean is that by taking a step back and thinking of yourself as a hero or heroine of your own story, you can see everything that goes wrong as just part of your story, a story with a happy ending. And just like that, you can breathe. Oh, yes, I love that. Because everything that's worrying you is just part of your story because future you can laugh at what's just happened and think to herself just how much she learned from it. Future you won't even be able to imagine life without it. Everything will just feel so right, so inevitable. So true. Like every single thing that's been really shitty in my past, I cannot imagine my life without it because every single thing like strengthened me so, so much and taught me so much. So even in like the depths of the worst times in your life, if you can hold on to that little glimmer of hope, like one day, like I'll look back and be so grateful in a way that some of this happened because it made me stronger. So, um, Trust me, I'm still far from a calm person. I'm prone to I'm prone to a good old meltdown, and honestly, my peaceful yoga taking alter ego has definitely been taking a nap this week. But whenever I feel stressed or panicky, closing my eyes and reminding myself that I'm just going through another more eventful chapter in my coming of age story really helps. And if I truly am the Bridget Jones figure I consider myself to be, Colin Firth and my happy ending are never too far around the corner. I guess that's the end of my super long email on romanticizing your life. Nothing groundbreaking, but hopefully it'll encourage at least someone to trust in their own path and truly believe in their right to take up space. Life is just too short not to lie under a cherry bush and run around in the rain. Although I wouldn't recommend announcing that to your year five class. Lots of love from England, Eve. Oh, I love that so much. So much wisdom in there. And it's, it's, it's really true. Like this is just a very eventful chapter in your life, or this is a very hard chapter, but is, as you know, if you read books, typically the character will, you know, get grow stronger because of it. And usually books have somewhat of a happy ending or a resolution. So, you know, you just got to have the faith. You got to trust and you got to have the faith and it's obviously hard, but it's worth it. Romanticize your life. 
Okay. So this is the one I was talking about where she was mentioning like the TikTok trend and stuff. Hi, Heen. This podcast is the highlight of my week. I so appreciate you and your vibe. I appreciate you and your vibe too, Missy. (laughs) I have a lot to say about this topic, so feel free to read as much of this as you'd like. At first, I really didn't like the TikTok trend around the audio. You have to start romanticizing your life because I felt like the videos featured with that sound were showing off or flexing these amazing lives. Kind of like how social media is a highlight reel that can easily make you feel inferior. These vids kind of made me jealous, especially during a pandemic when we couldn't go on cool vacations or meet new people. It made me frustrated to hear things like, you're young, life is short, and see people living their dream lives while being stuck inside for months. I also felt like these videos tended to feature the same gorgeous body types with people in relationships and perfect friend groups, usually on these lavish lavish vacations. IDK, it felt like the goal was to make you wish your life was more like theirs. On the other hand, I've gotten more into spirituality and mindful practices myself. And to answer your question on finding the joy, beauty, and the simple things, I think meditating and mindfulness help a lot. I don't think meditating has to be this big, intense concept or even something you sit down for hours to struggle with. At least that's not how it's worked in my life. I know everyone has different preferences. I think you can be mindful while sipping your morning coffee or scrubbing shampoo in your hair or feeling the breeze on your skin while walking your dog. That's what meditating is to me. In a year of so many big, overwhelming feelings, little things are everything. You have to stop and smell the roses and appreciate what makes each day special and unique. Otherwise, they all start to blur into one one day. Yeah, that's so true. So, in romanticizing my life, I try to journal and manifest the simple details. I think you've talked about this idea before. Not thinking about how much money I will have or how big my house will be, but focusing on things like, how will my child's laughter sound? Oh, that's so nice. Or how will I feel in my heart when I get ready to go to my dream job each morning? These details help me to romanticize and manifest the life I want. I love that. Such a good tip. Hope this makes sense. It's kind of long, hee hee. Also, I'm super curious what you think of my chart. I'm an Aquarius for so many planets and houses, and I want to know if you had something to say about that. Thank you for being such a positive light. I'm really looking forward to this episode. Um, I will. So her chart, she does have like, she has five planets in Aquarius, but the thing that kind of made me giggle is that her um, Venus is in Pisces, which is like, you know, Pisces is the kind of romantic, like dreamy, dreamy sign. And your Venus is like your love. So it just, I don't know, like that's like the um, antithesis of romanticize your life is like Venus um, in Pisces. (laughs) So I liked that. But um, oh, we both, she has a Virgo rising and Aquarius sun, same as me. I love that, but she has a Scorpio Mars, so that's like feisty, feisty. I don't have that, um, which actually your Scorpio Mars could be why you were like not vibing with all of the TikTok videos, but I definitely know what you mean by that, and I think, I mean, I think I've definitely had to like um, work on how I view social media. I've talked about this a lot that like my biggest struggle is with comparison and it's not, it's really the only thing that I get hung up on is like numbers, like other people's numbers and followers and engagement, which really sucks because it doesn't really matter. Like again, quality over quantity Rohini. Like I know that, but still that's like what I've struggled with. Um, and in the past, um, and of course sometimes I still like see people living these amazing lives. I'm like, damn, but now I would say like majority of the time, I just use it as fuel for like what I want and to inspire me because 
those people, every single one of those people in those videos have struggles, have problems. Like, like you said, it's the highlight reel. And those people probably go through things, you know, you could never imagine just as you've gone through things they could never imagine. Like the highlight reel really doesn't mean anything. And if, if like we can find it in ourselves to, or not the highlight reel doesn't mean anything. That's not what I meant. Cause the highlights are the best part of life. Like that means so much, but I meant in terms of like the whole picture, the highlight reel is just one part of a person's character, you know? But if we can like, um, take inspiration from those highlights and just, um, be really like happy for those people and let it fuel you to want to do whatever it is you want to do. Or if you want to go on that vacation or if you want to, you know, have those, um, clothes or, or whatever, like just as inspiration. But the thing that really helps me whenever I'm like looking at people who seem to be living the perfect life, it's like, well, do I actually want their life? Like, no, like, I don't know. Here's a silly example. Kylie Jenner. I'm like, wow, she's got a lot of money. That would be nice. And her baby Stormy is so freaking cute. But I'm like, but I, if I ever catch myself getting jealous or something, I'm like, but do I want to have a baby with Travis Scott? Like, no, I want to have a baby with Sage. Like, do I want to live in California and be related to all the Kardashians? No. Like I want my parents and my siblings. Like, um, if you can really break it down, like, yeah, maybe the exterior and like all the aesthetic, or the material things are like really nice and make you want them. But like, if you like, do you actually want their life? Like, do you want all of your people to be replaced with their people? Like, no, probably not. So that always helps me if I'm ever getting in like a comparison mindset, but if we can learn to like celebrate people's, um, you know, joys and their celebrations, it just ends up bringing us more great times too. So, um, it's obviously hard, but Hey, coming from someone who has had a lot of people hating on me when I'm trying to have fun or just like a lot of jealousy, that's really where most like hate comments come from, I think, because some of them are very like bitter and you can just taste the like bitterness on their tongue. Um, It's so much nicer to just uplift other people rather than bring them down. Like that's what we need. So if at all possible. Um, Yeah. So that's my spiel. (laughs) I am, I'm ready to like, I don't know. I'm ready for the weekend, man. Okay. I think that's all I'm going to read. I have quite a lot more, but for some reason today, I'm a little bit out of breath, (laughs) probably because I'm so excited on the topic, but, um, ah, I just dropped my phone. There are a lot more, so maybe I can do a part two of this episode at some point or something similar. Um, Actually, that'd be pretty cute to like have an episode where everyone sends in kind of like how those two girls did where just a list of those like simple moments that really make them happy and grateful and present. Like if everyone sent in those moments for them, that would be really something because the whole episode would just be like all these visceral reactions of like, oh, it'd be, that'd be really cool. I went to a acupuncturist yesterday, um, acupuncturist and Chinese medicine doctor. And, um, it was crazy. It was my first time ever getting acupuncture and a couple of them kind of hurt like a couple of the needles. But, um, afterwards I was like, so my body was so, so relaxed. Like I could have fallen asleep right then and there sitting in my car. Luckily it was right around the corner from my house. But, um, yeah, it was very, very cool. I'm so into, I'm so into all of that, but he gave me like a custom Chinese medicine herbal 
concoction that I put in hot water, (laughs) five spoons and drink twice a day. And it tastes quite interesting. Like I, I knew it was going to be very herbally and stuff, but it's basically tastes like dirt. Um, which is fine. My mom, my mom used to work at an acupuncture clinic and she was like, get ready for that. Like Chinese medicine. Cause has kind of a strong flavor. And, um, the doctor was like, if you don't like the taste, which a lot of people don't just add honey. So I might do that next time. But anyway, really hype to learn more about that. It's so interesting. Herbs and plants can do so much for the body. Like there's so many just little miracles outside in nature that can heal us in so many ways. And we just gotten out of touch with that. So doing my herbal class has been really interesting because I, yesterday I took notes on trees all these common trees that have amazing amazing health benefits um it's just crazy like where aspirin came from a tree (laughs) originally um so just sick like nature's so freaking sick the earth is so dope i want to get some more tattoos i want to get like an earth tattoo like a yin yang tattoo so many tattoos but i think i will leave you with that i hope you're having an amazing day this uh, episode put me in a really grand mood, so I hope it did for you too. And, you know, always feel free to come back to this if you're feeling kind of down on life and if you can't see any of the romantic things in life or if it's just a little bit gray for you today or at some day, just come back to this episode and see if it can, you know, make your put on your rose-colored glasses again because, um, yeah um do 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 what else thank you to everyone who sent in their stories sorry I couldn't read all of them they were all amazing and I read all of them and just know I love all of them and appreciate them very very much and you guys are so wise and awesome and um yeah okay I will talk to you next week bye thanks for tuning in love ya